This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. I'm Arjun Sen welcoming you to this edition of Secrets to Win Big. Winning is fun, but winning big always puts you on the path to long-term sustainable wins and success. In this podcast, you'll hear from leaders from around the world, and they will talk to you about wins in life and business and the secrets on how they get there. Now, in the business world, all of us are always seeking how do we take our business up a notch without all the noise? But the question is, what is a simple way to do this? Whether you are an entrepreneur just getting started or an executive of a multinational big company or something in between, this is a universal challenge. And do all of us realize that there is a brilliant, innovative tech solution? that already exists that can get you to those goals. My VIP guest today is Julie Holmes. Julie helps businesses master to take it or leave it. I really found it very clever, but impactful. And we'll talk to Julie more about how she came up with that. And after 20 years of creating products in enterprise technology, she traded in her corporate cubicle to become an inventor and a serial entrepreneur. Today, she travels the world to help people think like inventors and showing organizations, small and large, how to take their business to the next level. It's a pleasure to welcome Julie Holmes. Welcome, Julie. Thank you so much, Arjun. It's a joy to be here. Julie, this is so fascinating. You know, as I started looking at your career, you evolved from on, you know, enterprise technology to, to take your business to the next notch. How did this journey start? Like, how did you leave the cubicle world to come to this mega impact region? Well, I was very fortunate in that in my 20 plus years in enterprise technology, I did almost every single role at some point or another at companies. And I worked for big companies and small companies. So I had a ton of varied experience. And my last corporate role was around next generation products and doing strategy and figuring out where the market was going. So I was always looking at technology and trying to figure out where things were going next and how to simplify things. So when I decided to leave the corporate cubicle and to do something that would allow me to travel and kind of create my own business and to start taking my own inventions um, into the world, I really wanted to do something that I felt would be impactful to people and have value to them, which is how I landed on speaking around technology and innovation. Wow. Was there any particular moment in that journey that made you realize that there's something bigger that you would accomplish and deliver for all of us in future? I think the biggest moments were definitely around the products that I've created. So I've created apps and I've created um, consumer packaged goods and inventions uh, like that. And 
you know, the moment when somebody contacts you and says, your product enabled me to do something I couldn't do before. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know I was so unhappy until I had it. Those moments are for me really transformative. They're, they're where, you know, you've done something good and valuable. Wow. So Julie, what does take it or leave it mean? Like, I really want to understand how you came up with it. And the leave part is very powerful. So can you just, you know, share a little bit more? Of course. So tech it or leave it. Well, first of all, I love a good pun. And so um, I do tend to have a fairly cheeky sense of humor. So I love the idea. We, I sat down um, actually over drinks with some friends and we were messing around with, you know, how could we alter the word tech or take or, you know, tick or tech it off your list. Um, but the really one that's the one that stood out the most for us um, was tech it or leave it. And it was the idea that technology has a valuable role to play, but it can also be a massive distraction. Um, I know I certainly get challenged often with, you know, shiny object syndrome where I, I think, Ooh, that looks so cool. I must go and use that or buy that or do that. When in reality, a lot of times the bigger challenge is saying no to things just to what you said to your point a moment ago, Arjun, and making sure that we aren't letting our desire for shiny new objects override reality and what we can use and how we can use it effectively. So, you know, you live, breathe technology every day. So when you look back, what was the first piece of technology in your life that came in that fascinated the heck out of you as a kid, teenager? Do you, you know, just can you just help me understand a little bit more about how your fascination for technology started? Do you know the very first, um, I, you know, my very first memory from a technology perspective is my brother, um, who is three years older than me, taking apart a Commodore 64 computer. And wow. I remember just watching going, there's so much in there. Where did all those pieces and parts come from? But what I first remember as, um, as a very early usage of technology mm. was in the very old chat rooms. So way, way back when you used to have modems and they mm -hmm. used to make mm -hmm. all kinds of funny noises. And there used to be these chat rooms that you could go into and you could meet up with other people in a chat room. And this was way before AOL. I mean, we're probably talking in the very early eighties at this point. And, and I remember even then thinking, this is amazing. I am talking to dozens of people mm -hmm. from all over the place. And, and this is phenomenal. Like the, the ability to scale that relationship and communication and connection through mm -hmm. technology, that's transformative. Wow. So to me, I would bet that little kid sitting next to her brother will be incredibly proud of Julie today. What do you think that kid would just say if she was right here seeing Julie today? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Like, this is so cool on how you lead us and you see beyond. And that leads me to the next part is, you know, you have this bizarre, uncanny, brilliant ability to see opportunities when most of us get stuck. So how do you see the solution when most of us are stuck looking at the problem? And then how do you bring a technology solution to it? I think, uh, you know, problem solving is a, is a skill. 
And it's, um, it's a skill like many that you can develop if you practice mm-hmm. it often enough. There are strategies to it. There is, um, there's tools and models and way that you can, ways that you can look at things to, to see things from different angles. And once you get accustomed to seeing the world from different perspectives, it mm-hmm. becomes quite habitual. So for people who want to be more creative or more innovative, or they want to just be better at problem solving, my biggest recommendation is find 10 questions that you can ask all the time that will force you to look at problems in a different way. And I like, I have a list of a hundred questions or wow. more that I can at any moment just break out my list and go, I'm having a problem. Which of these questions could give me a new lens to look at this problem of course i have to ask you what is one of your favorite questions from that list of 100 oh one of my favorites i think one of my favorite questions would probably be what other industry could i model this from wow you know there's there's so you know, it sounds demoralizing, I think, to say that there are no new ideas. I don't Mm -hmm. think that there are no new ideas, but I do think the best ideas are often mixing or combinations of ideas and industries and inspirations from all over the place. And I think that we're like, we're like a giant kitchen that is full of some of the most amazing and beautiful ingredients And that to be a true chef of innovation and technology and creativity means that it's about understanding all the ingredients in the kitchen and figuring out how to put them together to create brand new delicious dishes. I love that. I love the way you bring the ingredients together to build this. And to me, you know, somewhere early in my career, somebody had told me, and I could never find who the quote was from, that seven out of 10 things, or maybe eight out of 10 things that may, that'll make you super successful in your business already exist in other industries, you know, today. And I really think the way you, you know, ask that question, I really connected to that because to me that is so important because instead of always reinventing, there are ideas which already exist. Now, you've had, incredible success worldwide. So when you take a client to this wow moment, earlier they were looking at a problem, you put a solution and then the big impact happens. Do you remember any fun moments where the clients, just that emotional reaction, you know, still is very fresh in your mind, like something really fun, do you remember? You know, what's interesting is there are great moments where you come up with new ideas. The times where I see the most light bulbs go off, though, are Mm -hmm. when you help clients map what they already have. Wow. So there is so much in our businesses and in every business that we get, a lot of times we get really caught up with moving forward. Mm -hmm. This comes back to the tech it or leave it. We get so caught up in like the next best thing that we forget to to really look at, analyze, and capitalize on everything that we already have. 
So when I work with clients on innovation review projects, one of the first things that we do is to sit down and map everything that they already have and say, well, where are you well seated in the market and where could you stretch? And I think those are the moments that clients have gotten so excited about is to look at it, look at a list like that and go, you know what, actually there are five new markets we could go after without changing anything. Mm -hmm. So the word that you used, innovator, you know, that is something, even though tech, you're very tech savvy and that's a passion, but that's something in your DNA. Like when did you first find out the cool inventor in you? Was it at a science fair? You know, where did you find out that Julie's middle name should be innovator? <laughs> well, I, um, I'm so lucky that my grandparents had a farm mm -hmm. and I used to spend all my summers on the farm and in true farm fashion, you didn't go out and buy anything. You know, you, you know, you basically like, oh, I want a tea set. I want a table and chairs so I can have tea with my dolls. And, uh, you know, my grandpa would go, right, well, let's go figure out how we're going to build that, you know? And, and so we were always building things and we had a lot of freedom on the farm to go and try new things. And I remember the very first invention that I ever created, uh, was a cat trap. So I wow. created a, a trap because I really wanted to have a pet cat but there weren't any tame cats on the farm. So I concocted a plan to catch one and tame it. It didn't work. And, oh. It didn't okay. work. <laughs> so, you know, from here, as you start looking at is, you know, that cool innovator, you know, at grandpa's farm. And as it started evolving, when was the first time you really saw the true impact of your first innovation that told you that, you know what, there's a career to be made in this? Well, it's interesting. So innovation is a skill that applies to dozens of, you know, like hundreds of careers. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, regardless of what you do as your day job, mm -hmm. every single person has can benefit from that innovation mindset and looking at problems in new and creative ways and leveraging technology to do it as well. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, was a consultant for many years for software and traveled the world implementing software at large industries. And it really wasn't until I moved into product management where my job was to really think about product from an innovation perspective that I started to put a name to what I had always done. And I can remember a specific instance. I was working for um, a very, very large software company um, now owned by Oracle. And we had a challenge to deliver this new solution for our market. And we were struggling with time. We had to get it to market quickly. We didn't have um, the time or the resources to build something new. And when we sat down and looked at all of the different things we had available at our disposal, we were able to repackage something that we already have to solve a multi-million dollar problem. Wow. So you know, as you have worked on literally both sides of the pond, what is the big difference that you found for innovation in America versus on the other side? Oh, okay. So I have, I've worked all over the world. Um, I've lived in Europe. I've also lived in the States and I have uh, worked in software on at least four different continents. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. I think the biggest differences are that culturally, some countries tend to embrace new technology more quickly, which I always found really interesting. So for example, Australia is one of the, is in my experience, has always mm -hmm. been one of the countries that is first to embrace new technology. They're very adventurous when it comes to tech. Uh, and you can tell that actually by the number of, of great tech startups that are, uh, you know, come out of Australia all the time. And then America is somewhere in the middle. And then Britain, for example, tends to be um, a little bit of a laggard when it comes to technology. So very interesting to me is how those different cultures create a different environment and a different speed of adoption when it comes to tech. Yeah, that's fascinating because Clint, who is my business partner, is from Australia. He would really love exactly what you shared. So, so, so I want to change the course a little bit because to me, I really also am fascinated how you have taken the whole take it or leave it and made an amazing business around it. And that's the part where I just want to understand a little bit more about leadership is, you know, what is the one leadership trait that you always think is the most important to help businesses constantly innovate and be open to technology? I think the most important trait for leaders has to be, I want to say experimentation, but really it's resilience. Mm -hmm. So you're going to fail. Things are going to work and things are not going to work. And so the best leaders that I have ever worked for have always had an attitude and an approach that is, let's try it. Mm -hmm. Let's give it a try. And let's, and let's try it in the most manageable way possible, but let's try it. Mm -hmm. And let's be okay if it doesn't work. So how do you, in your personal journey, when you fail, how do you make it okay and how do you how are you resilient and how do you bounce back? Like what goes into your mind at that instant when there's a failure? I don't know that I ever really consider anything to be a failure. Wow. I definitely look at it as, you know, there's, you know, there's a great, there's a great quote and I can't remember now who said it off the top of my head, but something along the lines of, um, you know, I didn't find 10,000 ways to fail. I found 10,000, you know, 10,000 steps in the right direction, something along those lines. But everything that you do, everything that you practice, everything that you try provides a new plateau for you to step from. And how will you know what works if you don't find what doesn't work? Yeah, yeah I always love, that's the, I think, Ben Franklin quote about his life bulb invention. And it's a very fascinating quote. And that takes me to one of my other favorite quotes, which is, I'm smarter than my smartphone. Of course, <laughs> that quote comes from famous Julie Holmes. I was initially intrigued by it. I thought it was just funny, but then I thought, no, it's like you see beyond what smartphones deliver. So I just wanted to understand a little bit beyond, like how do you see that, you know, just understand a little bit behind what that quote is. So I think, you know, it's really easy for us to assume that technology is the answer. And technology is a tool. It's not an answer. Um, and so the, the funny quote that I love to make about I'm smarter than my smartphone is in, in order to really take advantage of technology, you have to know 
what technology can do for you and what technology can't do for you. So it's about finding the balance and knowing when and how to use technology to get as far ahead and scale as much as possible, as quickly as possible, so that you can do the things that you as a person are, mm -hmm. are uniquely qualified to deliver. Brilliant. So, you know, at the end, I always love to ask every leader to find out how they start their day and how they end their day, because I really feel if you get a great start, you have a great day, and how you finish the day is the beginning of the next day. So for you, what's the first thing you think of when you start your day, and what's the last thing you think of when you finish your work day? The first thing that I think of every day is more of an emotion than a thought, and I start every day with joy. I, um, I have, uh, I start every day, you know, if I'm completely honest, I start every day with petting my dog <laughs> wow. and my dog is adorable and she's always excited first thing in the morning. And it is such a great reminder. And it's one of the things that pets do am amazingly well mm -hmm. is they really remind us to have a clean slate every day and to be excited about the possibilities. And what's her name? Echo. Echo. Yeah. So to me, this is fascinating that the inventor in you every morning starts with joy and seeing the opportunity. It just, I think, tells me that you were meant to be an inventor. And what's the last thing you think of when you finish your work day? The last thing I think of every day is I made progress. Today, I made progress. I don't think I'm ever done. I don't think anybody's ever done. I think every day is progress. And I think acknowledging that we make progress every day is good. It's, it's a rewarding moment to acknowledge that while you may not have gotten everything done on your list, mm -hmm. every day you are moving forward. Is there any way you measure progress? I am an obsessive list maker. I do love my, my to-do lists and lists and I have post-it notes and I have technology that helps me to track it. I love to check things off my list. So, you know, that's one of the ways that I confirm my progress is to break things down into as many small, consumable, identifiable features as possible, things I want to accomplish and then I can check them off my list. And then just, there's so few things that bring joy into your heart more than a little checkbox. <laughs> wow. So to finish, it's fascinating to realize that Julie Holmes, the super inventor, who's always ready to use tech to take us to the next level, also uses lists and post-it notes when needed. And that means there is, there are hope, there's hope for all of us. So Absolutely. Julie, yeah, thank you, Julie. And, you know, when audience members need to find a way to take their businesses, where should they go to find you? Well, people are always welcome to find me on my website, which is julieholmes.com. Um, and I'm always happy to answer questions. And I also heard about you launching your podcast. Very fascinated to learn more about it. Can you share a little, you know, a few teasers 
about that podcast and why it's a must listen to podcast? For sure. Um, I am very excited about the podcast. Uh, it's taken me a long time to figure out the angle that I would want. And it actually took a colleague to help me do it because it's actually a joint podcast with a colleague of mine named Merit Khan. And the show is called The Smarter Sales Show. And we focus every week on answering sales challenges from a technique and a technology perspective so that we can bring the full picture of sales so that you can scale your sales and sell smarter with less stress. So what could be one thing that I will get definitely when I listen to that podcast? You will get very specific strategies so that when you find yourself needing to sell something, you will have new techniques that you can use to make that process more effective and you'll have technology recommendations that you can check out that would help you make it more scalable. That's fascinating because what I loved about the blend is not only you're telling me a path, you're also showing me how to follow that path to get there. So thank you, Julie. You know, today what I learned is you start your day with joy, make sure you're making progress, and of course, have the mindset to find technology solutions to move businesses ahead. And for me personally, I also realized that not all of us every day can find the solutions, but all we can do is find Julie Holmes and Julie is always there to take us to the next level. Thanks again, Julie. Thank you. It was my pleasure, Arjun. What a joy. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.